So uh, my friend Benji uh, Hyman, at Benji, H-Y-A-M on Twitter, uh, sent out a tweet yesterday uh, that I saw that I thought was interesting, and uh, I responded to in Twitter, and then he asked for more explanations, so I couldn't figure out how to consolidate this into 140 characters or 280 characters or whatever it is now, so thought I'd uh, record a few notes and publish it publicly and well, not so other people might be able to benefit from it as well. All right, so let me read the tweet first, and then I'll give a few thoughts that I have on it. So this tweet said, from my experience, I found that when someone wants to, quote, partner with you, they're looking for you to send them business. I don't think I've ever seen a partnership that's mutually beneficial to both companies. The lesson, be weary of partnerships as a growth strategy. Now, if you followed me much at all, you know that um, one of our number one growth strategies is partnerships. Um, so first of all, I kind of smiled in a, like, uh, I don't know, in a way that made me excited. Cause anytime someone is down publicly down on a growth strategy that I know works really well, I get excited cause I know it's not going to be saturated anytime soon. Uh, but that's kind of the nature of partnerships in general. They're, they're hard. And my response to Benji was, uh, great growth strategy. It's our number one nuanced and easy to do poorly. And I think that's the reason many people haven't doubled down and really scaled up partnerships because they're not. It's not a thing you can just pour ad spend into, work on some ads and have it just scale up like crazy. It's something that it takes time and effort. But it has the if if I were to pick the first marketing channel for nearly any startup, it would be partnerships over ads, over SEO and content. Uh, and here's why. One, partnerships are harder to screw up than those two. They require not near as much money as those two, and they typically work faster than content. And sometimes faster than ads, depending on your experience level with ads. So uh, a partnership in general, well, let me give you my definition. This is how we define it internally. A partnership is when you provide something valuable to someone else and get promoted to the audience in return. I'll read it one more time. So partnership is when you provide something valuable to someone else and get promoted to that audience in return. Okay, so let me go through a couple different partnership types. And we run a class called the Partnership Accelerator where we teach how to do this. So I'm pulling a lot of this from our information. We've taught five or six classes, have had right about 250 people go through. Those 250 people have booked over a thousand partnerships, over $10 million in expected revenue from those partnerships. And that's over the last six months. So there's some background. We, we've helped a lot of people with this. So we have some experience in this. So here uh, we have 10 different partnership types and there's tons of different ways you could do partnerships, but here's our 10 major types uh, that we found to work well. Number one is a guest post. Number one's a podcast interview, virtual summits, in speak, in-person speaking engagement, contest, product bundles, be the bonus. Uh, like when you give your product or a sub product to someone to promote so they can give anyone that buys their product, your product in return. That's confusing, but just go with it. Uh, JV market, affiliate marketing, discount swaps, uh, partner webinars could be on that list. I don't think I've said that one. Um, the three major types that we teach inside of our partnership accelerator are live trainings. That could be in the form of an online workshop, a webinar, a speaking engagement, a Facebook Live, etc. Second type is guest emailing. Uh, a lot of people have heard of guest blogging. This is guest emailing instead where you take basically a lead magnet, email it out to your list, and your partner emails your lead magnet out to their list, and you swap the leads as a result. And the third major type that we teach is the poster board partnership where you become the case study for someone else. So those are the three major types. There's 10 other types that we teach as well. Da, 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 it doesn't matter. So those will give you some ideas. As you listen to those ideas, those are some specific ways that we execute on partnerships. Now, um, <coughs> excuse me. Going one step higher, uh, go back to our podcast episode called, I think it's like my business model is the title and you can get more details I'm about to give you, but our number one growth strategy is partnering. 
where we create a tool, a free tool from scratch, and then find someone that wants to partner with us to promote the tool. So example, we have a tool called Go Viral, goviral.io. We partner with Michael Hyatt to promote that tool. So we organically bring in three to 4,000 new leads to that tool every month. And Michael Hyatt promotes that tool and brings in three to 4,000 leads every month. And we swap the leads back and forth. No affiliate splits, no money spent. We maintain and improve the tool. They promote it, we promote it, we split the leads. This is our number one growth strategy. The number two growth strategy for us is PPC. So we run ads to these tools, generate more leads, generates more leverage with us to ask the partner to promote even more. So that's how our uh, top of the funnel legion works. We create tools, we partner with people on those tools to promote them. We run Facebook ads to those tools to get even more leads and go back to the partner to give even more promotion for the tool. So we're actively shopping multiple tools right now. The number one tool we're shopping for a partner is DripScripts, dripscripts.com. Get 7,000 new users a month and we're looking for someone to partner with us. We got a few hot leads on that. We're working, hopefully land someone soon. So that's some background on partnerships, how we look at them. It's the only thing we partner on for us now is creating tools and partnering with people on them. There's tons of different ways you can do partnerships. Uh, The greatest thing, the, the thing I like the most about partnerships is typically, if done well, the leads that you get from them are warm and vouched for and really qualified versus a cold Facebook lead who just found out about you yesterday, has zero brand affinity, zero relationship with them. And you can get it to work, obviously, but I would take a lead from a partner that introduced them to me and vouched for me every day over a PPC lead. Same thing for SEO. You have people who are super buyer intent, like they really want the thing you're talking about, but again, zero relationship. So no relationship via content, uh, SEO, no relationship via PPC, but a partner lead is someone who is, it's like my fr- it's like Benji walking up to me and say, hey, Brad, dude, you got to check out my friend Mark. I saw you were hiring a marketing job. And he's a great marketer. Mark would then shoot to the front of the stack of the thousand marketers we're interviewing trying to find our head of marketing because he's warm and vouched for by someone else. That's what a partner lead is. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. So um, let me give you a couple of ex- like real life examples of partnerships. And actually, let me go back to this. One thing Benji said in his tweet was, I don't think I've ever seen a partnership that's mutually beneficial to both companies. I would agree with him. They're not common because a lot of people really suck at partners and when they're in partnerships and when they try to pitch someone, they're completely focused on themselves. Uh, one of our, we have three commandments. Let's see if I can pull them up and remember real, real quick that we teach when we're teaching partnerships. Let's see if I can find them. I should have this member. All right, here we go. Three commandments of partnerships. Number one, serve the partner first and yourself second. One thing we always try to do in our partnerships is send our partners more leads and more money than they send us because I want to be the best partner that person's ever had so I never have to find another one again. So number one, always serve the partner first. If you go into, hey, man, I want to partner with HubSpot and your number one goal is to generate a thousand new subscribers for you and you have no idea what their goal is and you're doing the partnership, you're completely screwed. The promotion is not going to go well. Just think about it like a lot of people have, I think a guest post is probably one of the most common ways to think about a partnership. And you're thinking about, man, like you have some goal in mind when you're doing that. Now the, the win for the partner is they're getting a free piece of content. So remember the definition of a partnership is, when you provide something valuable to someone else and get promoted to the audience in return. So in the, in the format of a guest post, you're providing the thing you're providing a value is content. The thing they're providing in return is their audience eyeballs on it. And they're going to find about you, find out about you, maybe opt into a lead magnet or a content upgrade you have in that post, or at the very least click over to your site, maybe fill out a contact form and become a lead for you. So, um, that can look a lot of different ways, but the number one thing I see, and I think the thing that provoked Benji to say, I don't think I've ever seen a mutually beneficial partnership is one, um, most people suck at making sure their partner is winning more than themselves. 
So I would say the reason I said it's nuanced and easy to do poorly when I'm talking about partnerships is that you have to put yourself second. Like you have to dig deep to figure out what the win for your partner is and make sure if nothing else happens, they get that win, even if you miss your win. So a couple of examples, like real life examples of case studies and whatnot, just to give you some crunchy stuff. Um, let's see if I can find a couple listed out here. Okay, so we have a client, Alp Turin. Uh, he's a lawyer. He teamed up with a local co-working place. I was reading the email trying to get the context for it. A local co-working place uh, did a lead magnet swap with them where they sent out a lead magnet of his to their customer base. So they have whatever, a couple hundred, uh, looks like about a thousand people that are signed up for their co-working place or something or a list of that. So they sent an email that said, uh, and remember, Alps a lawyer, are you GDPR compliant? Are your terms and conditions ironclad? If not, you should you could be sued in any moment and be tied up in court for years. Da, 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 da. Click this link to download the checklist and get weekly advice from Alp. And it's a checklist on how to be GDPR compliant, a 10-part checklist. From that email, and this is a real email that was sent for Alp after recruiting this co-working place as a partner, Alp got 408 email subscribers. And those 408 email subscribers generated a $15,000 project and a $3,000 per month retainer client. So that's $36,000 over the course of the first year, plus $15,000. I think that's $51,000 from one partnership with a local co-working place of all places. Uh, that's one example. Let me give you another example. That would be in the guest emailing category. In the live training category, uh, we had one client, Cheryl Engelhart, who uh, helps. She does. Uh, she scores movies and teaches musicians how to do something. I don't remember. Uh, teaches them how to uh, get their music published and on sites like CD Baby, Spotify, etc. Uh, so she has, uh, she went to a conference recently, the CD Baby Conference called DIY Musician Conference, spoke on stage. While she was on stage, she collected. So remember, the definition of a partnership is when you provide something valuable, that was her speaking, uh, to someone else and get promoted to their audience instead. One of my favorite ways to do this is via speaking. Uh, so Cheryl goes on stage in front of a live audience of a couple hundred people, collects 151 email subscribers on stage and sells $10,541 of her product to those people on stage. So cool way to do a partnership. Let me give you one more example. All right, here's another one. Marissa Medden, uh, she runs a site called Talk College to Me where she tutors and helps kids going into college get scholarships and accepted and all that stuff. She did a, a Facebook Live partnership where she came to a Facebook audience of a site called Road to College. And remember the definition of a partnership, when you provide something valuable to someone else uh, someone else, and get promoted to their audience in exchange. So she went to this Facebook audience, had a big Facebook, 24,000 Facebook followers, it looks like, Road to College, did a live training in there where, let's see, it says, attention parents with seniors in high school want to learn the 11 mistakes kids make on common applications. So it's basically a webinar, but in Facebook live context. Uh, she got 275 email subscribers and sold 33 copies of her $97 course uh, doing that. So a couple of examples of what partnerships look like, a couple of reasons people do them poorly. One, they put their self first and not the partner. Two, they don't have clear goals for their self and the partner. Three, they haven't repped it a lot. So just like anything, if you try to go do Facebook ads or SEO tomorrow, you're going to suck at it at first and it takes time to do it. Um, so yeah, uh, let's see. Read back over Benji's tweet. From my experience, I've found that when someone wants to partner with you, they're looking for you to send the business. Absolutely. That's the, that's the definition of a partnership. The other piece of that is, and they should be looking to send you business as well. I don't think I've ever seen a partnership that's mutually beneficial to both companies. I would imagine if you look around a little bit more, you'll see them all over the place. They're pretty common. Um, but they might look, they, they always take different forms. 
Uh, the lesson, be weary of partnerships as a growth strategy. I, I love it when people are weary of strategies that work well. So I would echo Benji's advice and say, be very weary of it and, and leave all the good partners for us to find for our clients and for ourselves. Uh, not just talking tongue in cheek there. Anyway, those are some thoughts on the tweet, thoughts on partnerships in general. I love them. I'm really dog, uh, doggish on them, bullish on them, and would encourage you to uh, to check them out as well. I think maybe we have a article on our site on partnerships. Just Google videofruit.com slash <coughs> videofruit.com partnerships. I think we have some information there you can check out. We also run a partnership accelerator every few months where we walk you through and we help you land your first partner um, by the end of the part, by the end of the four week class. So anyway, a few thoughts. Hope that helps. See y'all later. Most coaches and consultants who have a resource that they give away online aren't leveraging their thank you page also referred to as a confirmation page, the way they should. Your thank you page is actually an opportunity to generate additional traffic to your website if you do the right things to make it go viral. This month only, I'm giving away my viral thank you page playbook, which includes everything you need to make your thank you page become a viral traffic source to your website, resulting in a lot more leads for you. You can grab it for free this month only at growthtools.com forward slash free. Again, that's growthtools.com forward slash free.